Episode 194, Jeremy Ronick going to join us. Let's get this out of the way. Alexander Ovechkin. Not going to say we called it yesterday, but I did say he could pump home a ton of goals tonight, and he did. He got the hat trick. He's at 800. Doesn't seem like you care. Massive feat. Nice celebration. Great chant from the Chicago fans and the team coming on the ice. You know, what a moment. And I don't think we'll ever see it again, but what a moment. For me, it's, it's, listen, I have his jersey in my basement. It's in a frame. It is signed. I have an Alex Ovechkin game used stick signed. And I walked down there. I walked down into uh, into my basement uh, with with multiple jerseys hung up. And I'm going to tell you right now, he it, it's just a jersey that I just can. I always turn my head. I always turn my head to look at it because I have a picture of me playing against him in the frame. And he's actually cranking me. And I'm getting blown up by by Ovechkin and I just have such you know admiration for the way this guy has handled himself throughout his entire career and the way that he plays the game um you know I mean there 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 isn't a whole lot of players like him that no. that have the longevity of what he's done goal no. scores points physicality I don't know how he stayed healthy with the way he plays. I don't. I don't. I don't. Right? I, you know, I, I love that you brought up the, that you have the picture of him drilling you. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on Ovi because you basically said yesterday with Thomas that, uh, you know, doesn't matter what he does until he passes Gretzky. I don't agree with that. I think passing Gordy Howe is a massive feat. Okay. Um, I think seeing him score 800 is he might be the last person we ever see do it. Uh, so I think it's a massive feat, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I will say this. I have a, I, I know I've said this in our years of broadcasting live and whatever. I know I've told this story, but it's a perfect time to tell again. I, I remember, uh, when Ovechkin was a rookie, um, it was in 0506 and I hopped over the boards in Washington and he was a right winger. I was a left winger and I was charging down the boards he got the puck on a rim and i was charging down the boards and i was i i was going to i was going to kill him that's that was my mission like i'm gonna i'm gonna kill the young rookie okay i gotta fight the heavyweight anyway so i may as well take out the young rookie with a clean hit i just wanted to bury him okay he's in a vulnerable position he sees me at the last second he braces himself he buries his shoulder into my chest and i didn't go down but I just was like, and I, I got, I thought I broke my chest. I thought I broke my sternum and I was, I was winded and I had to go back to the bench. Like he, he just, he stiff shouldered me and I was 240 pounds and I, I wasn't lightning fast, but I wasn't like a snail either. And I yeah. was giving it everything because this was like a moment where I'm like, I am going to skate as hard as I can and try to destroy this guy and you only need four or five strides okay you don't need 50 feet you only need four or five strides to get a lot of power in your yeah. stride and he's and, he's a big man he was just it, he's not small stood me straight no he's massive he's a massive human being yeah i'll 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 just add you know i uh you know i said something out uh the other day on last night on twitter and i just put in uh gr the great 800, right? You know, what we've all seen in the news and stuff like that. And it's just, he, he's a very impressive player. And, uh, you know, someone, some jerk off came back with some political bullshit about, Oh, you think he's a great guy because, uh, you know, he, uh, supports Putin. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the hell, like, what the heck does this have to do with what he has done in this league and what he has done from what I know of Alex Ovechkin? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you two situations. One is when I played against him. Okay. I was on the ice pretty much every time he was on the ice, he was a younger player at the time, still shredding the league. And the guy was playing the game the right way. Okay. I came up the right-hand side of the boards near the, the Washington uh, bench 
and he came across the ice and I dumped the puck in and he blew me up clean hit, solid hit, hard hit. And you know, you, you sit there in your brain, you say, number one, immediately I'm going to get this guy back. There's, there's going to be a message sent going back the other way. I had to wait a period, period and a half, but I ended up blowing him up with an unbelievable hit. And he jumped up with a smile on his face. And we finished that shift on the ice where we were basically against the, uh, like close to each other. And he just gave me a little tap on the pads with a huge smile on his face and said something like, this is fun. And I just like, to me, I was a bit of an older player at the time, middle-aged older player. And he was this young buck just coming into the league. And I just kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah, I said, it is eh? because we're just blasting each other. That's a moment on the ice. Another moment that I'll never forget. My last year in Buffalo sucked. Lindy Ruff chose not to play me because he had, you know, Chris Butler and all these younger defensemen that they, he wanted to get in the lineup. And I'm like, all right, it, it, it's your choice. This is your choice. Okay. It was a tough year for me. And I'm sitting after a game where I was up in the stands watching the game. I came down after the game and I was walking, you know, where all the, where all the players are, where Washington would be walking to their bus. And I was walking down the hall by myself and Alex Ovechkin by himself was walking the other way, going, going to get on the bus to leave. And he stopped me and he pulled me aside and he said, what's going on? Why are you not playing? And I said, well, it's, it's, you know, a tough decision coach's choice. You know, you just got to deal with it. And he's just kind of like, that's not right. He goes, you should be playing. And he goes, we would love to have you in Washington. And he goes, but instead they sent you to Columbus. He, Uh. He said, he said, uh, he said, Rivs, keep your head up. Um, you're a great player love playing against you. he didn't and say all that anyway yes he did i, I swear on my you let it go a little head. far before you came on jr because you bumped us 10 minutes we decided to talk a little bit of OV. I listen i listen i forgot that i had to go get my coffee and usually i wake up like 10 minutes before we're gonna go and just like just put a hat on and just get ready to go but i'm like i'm in my hotel room i gotta run down to get coffee because i can't do i can't do the show without having coffee I'll where are you at right out. now Chicago. I'm in Chicago. And what, do you, what do you have going on there? Were you uh, at the game last uh, night for Ovi? I was going to go to the game, but I, I have too much stuff, man. I have I have holiday parties and business parties. And, you know, when you have a real job, man, like when you have a boss that's like that's asking you what you're doing all the time, you you, you got to you got to show up. So. Well, before you hopped on here, we we talked a few minutes about Ovi and told some some stories about playing against Ovi. And yesterday, I I said to Craig and Thomas Vanek, I said, "This is an amazing feat, eight hundred goals." Does, and I basically asked, I said, "Does anyone care?" And Craig's kind of like, "No, not really. You know, it doesn't matter until he gets to Gretzky." And I I, I mean, we may never see this again. I don't know that we will. He he needs. We definitely goals. could. I'll tell you, we, we, we definitely might, could, we might, but it, it's less likely than there, it is likely. There's a player, there's a player right now in the league that has an opportunity. Austin Matthews. Yes, he does. Go look at his statistics, and I, I've gone back and I, I will go with you. On. I will go with, I will go with you on that. I think yeah. he's the only one. He is the only one, man. I've done the yep. statistics on his games played to Ovi's games played at the same part of their career, and they're damn near within 25 goals. Wow. So I'm going to tell he you this. Do it. Austin Matthews, the thing with Ovi is the longevity has been absolutely insane. So Austin Matthews got to continue. He's got 274 <laughs> goals right now, Austin Matthews. He's got a long, long way to go. You're a long guy. What's he, 23 now? 24? Yeah, I think he's around yeah. 23, I would think. 24, yeah, 24. He's 24? Been, yeah, yeah. That's, that's sick. I mean, he could hit he could hit 500 goals by the time he's... 27 right 27 28 28 28, 29 29 even 500 you got 300 to go still i mean but i mean that's let me let me clarify like 
let me clarify when I talk about Ovi, like you, you know, like we've worked together, like literally almost seven, eight years now we've worked together. And, uh, you know, when we were, when we were working, um, you know, for the Sabres and we had our, our TV show, radio show down there, we had a great big, huge, um, board that PD and I discuss lines, players, everything. But we had in this one corner of this great big huge board, we had the OV watch. And we had PD and I would sit there after work and we would write down the amount of goals each year that he would kind of need to be able to break this. And what I'm trying to say is when I say I don't care about Ovi scoring 800, like I woke up this morning and I went on NHL.com. And the very first thing I see is this photo of Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, iconic picture with him with the Red Wings. And right behind him to the left is the greatest player to play the game, Wayne Gretzky that is, you know, destroyed point records. And then you have Alex Ovechkin on the other side of, of these two men. And right now it just feels uncomfortable to look at Ovi on that right side, being in this iconic picture, because I know that he, I know they've all scored 800. They're the only players in the history of the game, but I Still don't look at Alex Ovechkin like I do Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. And I and I will look at that. I will look at Vetch Ovechkin in a different light when he breaks this. Well, that's a good I mean, that's a good it's a it's a good I think it's a good kind of synopsis of what you're saying because when you think of Ovi, do you think of him as one of the best players in the game? No. He's the best goal scorer ever. But as players go, no, and and that's I, I think that's a it's a it's a good way to kind of categorize yeah. it and to see those together, like like Gordy Howe, Wayne Gretzky did it all. Like they were so multi dynamic players. Like you take even like you take Mario Lemieux up there. You take the best player. You just you don't think of if you say the best players, you go up to. You go up to 100% of the National Hockey League players and say, who are the best players in the history of the game? I bet you none of them put Ovi in – well, I shouldn't say none of them, but none of them put Ovi in the top five well, or maybe even the top I, ten. I don't know about the top, top ten. ten. I, I can sit my here whole and tell you that I can come up with ten players that I think are greater yeah. than Ovi, and 100%. even though Ovi has 800 goals. But if you say who are the best goal scorers, like pure goal scorers, Ovi for me is going to be number one. And then Brett Hall's going to be number two, then Gretz, then Mario. Then you got to throw Mike Bossy in there. Mike Bossy. Yep. 100%. Right, yep. Yeah. 100%. Yes. I would struggle after Ovi saying who the best pure goal scorer is. Yeah. But, I mean, Mike, Mike Bossy might be second. By the way, I'm going to say this too. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw somebody into the mix that you guys will appreciate because of where you are. And if his career would have lasted, he would have been one of the best goal scorers ever too. And that's Pat LaFontaine. You want to talk about a fucking pure goal scorer? Holy yeah. shit. Um, he has some, he of, would, early in his career, he has some of the greatest highlight reels in, uh, it, in history. He is the one where it's he goes sick. in, he goes in and he he's, I think he's playing the devils and he goes in and he backs up and backs up like along the goal line. And and then the, the announcer's like LaFontaine yeah. holding, holding, and he's drifting away to the corner. He's on the and then he sauces it right under the crossbar. I'll tell you and he, he was if he didn't if he had a full career, he would have gone down as probably the best American of all time. Hey, I, hey. I truly believe that. Hey, but look at Riv, look at his stats and look at his goals and stats in relation to his games played. He was a he was a he was spectacular, spectacular goal scorer and hockey player quick but. side note while craig's looking that up and then we'll get back to this conversation in 1997 the buffalo sabers traded pat lafontaine to the new york rangers for a second round pick which happened to be the seventh pick in the second round in 1998 do you happen to know who that pick was is it you <laughs> the worst wow. trade in hockey history eh? <laughs> anyway I, I i think they got an amazing character 
that means a I lot. They got a, I think they got an amazing character, Petey. <laughs> uh, I, I also have to disagree with you on something. It won't be that, but it'll be, I think, the greatest pure goal scorer. This is biased. Mario Lemieux. Like, uh, yeah. Mario Lemieux. He's up there. I'm telling you. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I can't. It's his goals per game and his the, all the different ways that he could score for the big reach. How many guys did it like his first one of his first goals? He undressed Ray Bork at 18 years old, like nobody, nothing you've ever seen, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that was his first shift. When he scored on his first shift, on his first <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah, his first. Shift, so when you when shot. you so and I I don't think I can disagree with you, Petey. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think yeah. this is going to go down and it's going to be an argument for the times. I'm going to tell you, because right now, when you look at Mary Lemieux sits 11th in the most goals scored in NHL history at 690. Okay. Number 10 is Stevie Iserman at 692, but he played 1,514 games at number eight. Mark Messier played 1,756 games and scored 694 goals. Four more than Lemieux. Mario Lemieux played 915 games. Holy shit. Like we're talking 800. Mark Messier played 800 more games than Mario Lemieux. 800 and only had four four more goals. Holy shit. Like when yeah. you have, That's unbelievable. When you has think, Lemieux has nine hundred and fifteen games, is seventeen hundred and twenty three points. <laughs> <laughs> Put that into perspective, oh, man. It's, it's, and do you think Mario sits at home and watches television and hears everybody call Gretzky the great one and the best player ever to live, and Mario just goes, "That's fucking bullshit." <laughs> do you think he does? If he doesn't. He should because he has to because you you watch and I'm I don't want to take anything away from Wayne Gretzky you can't but oh, you my can't. my you God Mario Lemieux got he was he had guys Gretz draped is, over him he was so big way, and strong by the way, guys Gretz is one of the him. best ambassadors he's one of What's, the best ambassadors he's one of the best ambassadors in all of sports you can't take away from what Gretz did right I mean again the greatest player of all time but you can say arguably. And what Riv, what Riv just said can bring up a conversation that a lot of people, I didn't realize that, that discrepancy in games played to goals scored. How many, how many games did Gretz play, Riv? Wayne Gretzky played 487 games. The difference between the two is 572 games. 1,487 no, games, you mean? Four, you said 400. 1,400, you mean? 1,487 <laughs> games. Well, Gretzky played. Get your your foot out of your mouth. You said 400. 1400. Forgot the team. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, see, that's, you know, that's a big difference in games too. We'll put this in perspective. Alex Ovechkin sits number two in the history of goal scoring. Okay. He's got 800 goals in 1305 games, 800 in 1305 games. Mary Lemieux played. 390 less games and only 110 less goals. So think about it. If, if Marilyn Mew plays 1,305 games like Alex Ovechkin, how many more goals would he get in 390 games? Well, easy 200, easy 200, One, easy 200, 150 for sure. You know, that puts him at 840. Just saying. It's, uh, I'm a Lemieux guy, so I'm trying to stay quiet. It's almost like hey, listen, uh, it's almost I'm, like defending I'm, your brother. That's your the boat. kind of love I have for the hey, man. I'm, I'm on your boat, Petey. I'm on your boat. Uh, I'm on your boat. And, and hearing those numbers and, and thinking that Mario didn't get sick, we didn't have uh, lockouts, he played longer. Because of not he he would have he would have had he would have had a thousand goals. <laughs> yeah, he might have had. And by the, way, by the way, laugh, by the way, by the way, last night, no, last night, last night. Okay, you can you can see. Tell me if you believe this. Last night, I'm watching ESPN, and PK Subban said that 
Ovechkin could get a thousand goals. And I looked at him, no. Ovechkin's not gonna get a thousand goals. He might get to he might get the Gretz, but not a thousand goals. Come on, not unless he yeah. basically is 40, 43. Alex Ovechkin will get will get nine hundred goals. But the fact that PK says a thousand, that means he's got to score fifty for the next four years. He's not gonna do that. Or he needs to score or he needs to score thirty for the next six or seven. And and yeah. why can't can you why see, can't can he you see do, him play? Tell me, tell me. Yes, yes, I do. You think you think you play for six or seven more years? I don't. Do I think, think so. Yes, I do. Do I think he could play for if he How was many just more seasons? Listen, do you think he needs? Well, it I think, needs versus will willingness to do it. I mean, could he get if he if he were to say to himself, "I want to get a thousand goals," and realistically his game declines at a let's say a twenty percent rate, okay. That's you're only taking away 10 goals or I know, but you look at the last five years with Alex Ovechkin, he scored 49, 51, 48. Then he scored 24 and 45 games. And then last year he had 50 goals. Now he's got 20 goals in 31 games. He's on pace for over 50 again. Yeah. Well, exactly my point. I'm trying to weaken my point just (laughs) because I don't want to say that a guy at this age can, can maintain a 50 goal rate until he's 40. But I'm not going to say no, that with the just, way the game has changed it? that he who's can't. Who scored 50 team? goals at 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 37 who's, years old? Yeah, who's like how many players have scored 50 goals at 37? Is Ovi is Ovi 37 right now? Yes, I think Holy Ovi's shit. the oldest 50 goal guy, isn't he? Didn't he get that last year? I'm going to look that he, up I right think now. He is. I think I think he is. I think he is. Yes. Yeah. Like I do recall that being a a, a topic see, of conversation. Even, see, I thought he was 35 or 36, and Listen, when you get, trust me, it's almost, it's, and you guys know how you feel when you go, when you're, 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 you're kind of up at your peak and then you start going down, but there's a point, there's a point when you hit a certain age that this, this, this kind of level just, it drops considerably in terms of your, your, your ability to stay up, your, your coordination, um, yeah. your health. And I think, I think he's got, this year and next year of being really feeling really good at 39 and 40, he's going to, he's, he's going to have to fucking. That's what really, I said about really Alex Ovechkin when he was 34. Like he's, yeah, he was but, scoring yeah, 50 goals. By the way, Yager scored 50 when he was 34. So it has to be Ovi. Go ahead. That was a, that was a, it's a difference between 34 and 39. Alex Ovechkin is the, is the oldest player to score 50. Yeah. He was 36 years old. The next, he's the next guy. He's going to do it again and he'll probably score 30 or 50 again. That'd be insane. Absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. But well, again, as, as, as crazy as, as what Obi's doing, I mean, we just, we just shit and rained on his parade by talking about Mario. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, I still, mean, it's still 800, it's still 800. And Riv, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you and let that, that, you know, that's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge, huge, huge milestone. I, mean, I didn't really mean it in that way that it was a big deal because I'm a very, very big Alex Ovechkin fan. And, yeah. and, um, me too. Me too. Um, me I, too. I, I, I listen, I mean, we're watching, we're literally watching history. He's the third player in, in the history of the NHL to score 800 goals. And I played against him and I respect him. And yeah. he is an old man right now in this game at 37 and he does not look like an old man. Like he is still firing, you know, bullets. I mean, he's got 20 goals. Think about this. Like if you score 20 goals in the NHL, if you scored one year of 20 goals in the NHL year, you go down as being a pretty damn good hockey player in this league. Ovechkin at the age of 37 just scored 20 goals in 30 games. Well, I, and, and again, and, and then you look at his, his post-game interview last night and it almost looked like he did, like he did nothing, you know, no big deal, no big deal. It's just so, it's almost like it it doesn't, it doesn't affect him, but it's got to affect him inside. He's got to be like, you know, you see, you see see what he said on, on, so ESPN had the camera on him live in the locker room. He's like. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, I could. I'd love to do this with you guys, but but who 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 fucking cares about the records? Let's go for the big trophy. <laughs> Did you hear him swear? He's, right on that. He says <laughs> that. He says that. But yeah. bullshit, man. I, I gotta mean, agree with you. I gotta agree with you, Rev. Come on. He's all. He's playing uh, the political. Uh, you know, I'm the team player guy. But listen, I mean, if if Ovechkin had an opportunity right now. And there was, there was no crystal ball and you just had to pick one or the other. Would he pick to win another Stanley cup or would he pick to be the, the, the most score, the most goals in NHL history at at 895. He he ain't picking a Stanley cup. There you go. He's already got one. Yeah. He's got one. He wants the record now. I agree. Cha-ching. Yeah. You yeah. know, the funny thing is guys like John Carlson, guys like Kunetsov, guys like TJ Osi, they're, they're older too. I mean, TJ Osi's 35 years old. He's getting up there in years, but I'm telling you, man, every one of those guys wants to play the game almost, I believe, for for Alex Ovechkin. They are truly, each and 100%. every game is to is to help this man do something that we might never see in our in our in our lives again, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. You could tell every 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 player in that team loves Ovi. You tell I don't these, want like, him to do it. <laughs> shut the fuck up! Like, just fuck move you. on I to the next fucking subject. It, You're such like, an idiot. No, just shut the hell up and I fucking don't move want on. him to do it. it. Has nothing to do with Ovi or anything. It's just I feel. For why, some why? Reason. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It has everything to do with. No, Ovi it has everything to do with Wayne You don't Gretzky. want to rush it. You don't want to rush and beaten the great Wayne. You don't want it. No, it's that it. my entire life, it's it's or at least for a vast majority of my life, the name at the top has been Wayne Gretzky. He's the all-time point leader, and I just I want him to so remain let me ask you this. at the let me, top. Let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Would would you be mad if 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 Connor McDavid at some point passes Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. You I don't want bastard. anyone to pass Gretzky. And Craig, I have been consistent with this because you're like, I want him to pass it. I'm like, I don't want him to pass it. The name at the top of the points is Wayne Gretzky. And the name at the top of the goals is Wayne Gretzky. And the name at the top of the assists is Wayne Gretzky. I I just, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him in second. I just don't. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right to me. That's not hockey. Hockey will not be the same when Wayne Gretzky is not the all-time goal. All time. Well, I'm leader. sure. I'm, I'm. I'm sure you have a lot of Canadians that will agree with you. There's no question. That has about nothing it. to do with Canadian American. Well, shit. No you way, kidding? man. Rim, yes, some you, of it does. I'm sure it's a Canadian so, thing. It's a, that's you, a pride thing that the greatest you, player, the goal scorer, is Canadian. Second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. As being an American, we always hear, "Oh, it's a Canadian game. It's a Canadian game. It's a Canadian game." That's because we've dominated it for so long yeah, that it's so like we just deem it our game. Okay, so there's no way that any Canadian would want a non-Canadian at the top being the best player. Don't give me that Thank shit. You. It's not a Canadian Thank game. You. It's such bullshit. Thank you. Holy so it's not God. a Russian thing, JR. It's a Canadian no. thing. Yeah, but yeah, listen, you, let's just get you. some straight here, JR. You are because an I don't unbelievable want hockey used player. to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> I want Austin Matthews to do it. And I, no by shit. The way, and I want Austin Matthews to, to break Wayne Gretzky's record, but guess what? It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Well, listen, I don't Canada want dominated. Canada has dominated the game of hockey for generations and decades yeah. and actually centuries. And it's just that's just is what it is, JR. Like if yeah, you were I in know. Canada, JR, you'd be like our hundredth best player instead of fucking oh, like in the top sure. three right now. Like for that's sure. just it. I know, but there. that's what I'm saying. So Suck it, JR. Saying, so what you're saying is, 
So what you're saying is not even what true. What an it's asshole. Just, it's it's just not even true. It's what not even asshole. true. I know. See, Rick doesn't even understand that. See, look, he's being Canadian biased right now. It's like if Petey's going to throw about. out the dumbest comment of all time that he doesn't want Alex Ovechkin to pass this, I'm just throwing bombs <laughs> everywhere and just throw. <laughs> oh my God. It's Why is it? Wait, wait. Is it really that dumb for me to say? I don't want to hear from you, Craig. I know how you feel. Is it that dumb for me to feel that way? I don't think it's dumb, but I think it's archaic. I'm fine with archaic. I'm fine if you want to call it archaic. I, I just that's that's how I feel. I didn't uh, I didn't realize that the conversation would take such a turn on this topic. Uh, I, hey, listen, I just think I just think people the the love for Wayne Gretzky in the country of Canada is probably more of a love than most countries have for their best athlete. Like, like I wouldn't even say I, I wouldn't not even in America. You can't say that Michael Jordan is as revered and loved as Gretzky is in Canada for hockey. You just go to the best play best. Now, Ronaldo might be a little different story because he's a, he has more fans in his country but then Globally, kind of yes. but you and know what more, even ronaldo some of the, some of the people that love him hate him because he's a hate jerk him. yeah Wayne Gretzky you have, is not only the greatest hockey player to don skates he's also one of the greatest ambassadors that this game's ever had absolutely he's, he's just a genuine icon people, he's, is, he's how a how classy many, how many person people, how many people in canada how many people in canada 35 million 35 million. So you have 35 million people that love Wayne Gretzky because there's not one person in Canada that doesn't love Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. If you ask 35 million people in America, if they like Michael Jordan, they'll probably get 20 million. I'm just, just telling you. Yeah. It's, 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 or, or LeBron, or LeBron James. Like, you know, I oh, mean, you, you less, sit there and say like, do you love James. LeBron James? And half the people would say no, just because they hate him half. as a person, less not as, half. not as a basketball less player. Half. Less yeah. than half. Less than half. We have 325 well, million people in this country. You're going to have, you're going to have a hundred, hundred million. I mean, 325 million. You're probably going to have 150 million that love LeBron James out of 325 million. Yeah. You know, let me ask you this, JR, before we, before we switch gears, cause you, you brought up the, uh, it's a Canada thing. What was it like in 1996? Cause you beat Canada in the world cup final. Did I didn't play in the 96. I was right in the middle of a contract dis uh, dispute. I had, I, I, I had a, I had a bum leg and I just, I, I, I couldn't go out and play. And if I get hurt in, in that, in that whole series, you know, who knows where my next contract, because I was just, I was just leaving Chicago and I was battling with a contract dispute with Chicago and all this stuff. It was kind of a crazy, but I was at the games, but um, I know what it was. I know it was like in the locker room for the boys. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, it, listen, it was one of the biggest wins in, in U.S. history outside of 1980. I mean, it was without question that the, it, it put us on the international map. Because not, 1980 didn't put us on the international map as a world power. I mean, they, they listen, they, if, you, if you do that all over again in 1980, the U.S. probably gets spanked by Russia. It was one of those once-in-a-lifetime games that they won. And it was it changed the course of history for hockey, but because of that, it ge it created a generation that led to 1996 with all the players that played in that generation, right? And that was the biggest win for us. And then it it then it, it it culminated up until 2002 when we got into the finals of the Olympic of the Olympics, unfortunately losing to Canada. But that's we were on the world stage as one of the best ever, and now still today, even the World Juniors. Like our world juniors right now are are monsters. I mean, they're gonna they they're, they've got to be the odds-on favorite to win in the the uh, the world juniors this year without question. Then again, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard just is going on, and the kids going on. Shane, Shane Wright's Wright. going on. That's gonna be it's gonna be a different team than they played, you know, a couple weeks ago. I think there's another but, kid, Gunther, is was has been playing up yeah. with uh, Arizona. And he yes. got sent back. So, like, I mean, they're they they're going to be good. Those three some pretty good are, talent in yeah. there. And uh, but those, I hear the U.S. right now, 
like I, you know, again, I haven't been really, I don't follow the, the world juniors until it actually starts to happen. Right? So they had, so the, so the world, so the U S team was in, in Vancouver a month ago and they had like a little practice. They had a little series in Vancouver yep. and, um, it was pretty much 90% of both teams and U S just absolutely tranched everybody, even Canada, like, like by six goals, five, six goals. So wow. in back-to-back games, but that doesn't mean anything. When you put a Connor Bedard, you put a Shane Wright, you put that. I mean, it becomes a totally different story. But it's going to be. I, I'm actually going to watch the World Juniors this year, and I'm going to watch it pretty pretty heavily because I want to see this Connor Bedard. I want to see him go. I want to see Shane Wright go. I want to see how U.S. play. It's going to be a good one this year. There's no question. Well, it's yeah. the next. It's the next best level for him to play at, right? You know, you're playing. He's playing against guys in junior and. I'm not saying juniors watered down, but the world juniors are not watered down. They're the best 20 players on each team from their country. So, you know, Canada, U.S. in that tournament should be unbelievable. I really look forward to the next time U.S. face off against Canada to see where the two countries are really at in terms of star-studded talent. Because I, I don't think the uh, separation is what it what it was even in recent years yeah. i mean the, the, there are a lot of young stars coming out of the united states right now oh 100 it's it's going to be and, and that's what we're talking about so you know us is now a superpower and you asked about 96 80 was the 80 was the jump start 96 was the what is was kind of the you know the peak and and that just it just kept people kept kids wanting to be hockey players. And that's, you know, it's a, it's a special thing. And to know I was a part of, of that build is, is special, man. It really is. Well, let's talk, uh, let's talk a little bit of something a little closer to home here. The Buffalo Sabres are one of the most inconsistent teams, like a yo-yo, but I mean, they can put up the points and they got an American kid there, JR, by the name of Tage Thompson. I know we've talked about him before. Tell you what, but- this, and, and unfortunately not, no, everybody's talking about Robertson. Everybody's talking about McDavid. Everybody's talking about Ovi. This Tage Thompson has 23 goals right now. Scored five in two periods last week. Five. Right? And it made it look easy. I mean, if you just look at his his shot last night, right? Does it not look like an Ovi? Does it not look like a Stamkos? Right? I mean, it was just, I mean, that's a pure goal scorer right there. And it doesn't even have to be on a one-timer. Like that's the thing. Like he doesn't have to be taking a one. Look at the goal off the draw. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, the kid. The kid has a knack for the net, and he's only getting more confident, right? I listen. It's, I think he's great. I think he's great. I think he's the most. He's the most. He's probably the best goal scorer not being talked about in the game right now. He's sitting uh, fourth uh, right now, or third right now in points. Jr. with forty four. And he currently sits second in the league behind Connor McDavid with 20, 23 goals. So he's. Did he, get uh, the, did he get player of the week last week when he scored five goals? Second star. Did he get second player of the star? week or was he second star, Riv? I think he was player of the week. Uh, he might have, maybe he was. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I don't follow that shit, but. You know I, what? I sure like, <laughs> this is, this is what you know, the Buffalo Sabres have kind of been waiting for, you know, because the last time they had a player like Tage Thompson that had the ability to score these kinds of goals was a Thomas Vanek slash a Danny Briere slash a, a, a Chris Jury. You know, those were the guys that elevated the teams. And now, you know, the last decade, they had Jack Eichel, but Jack Eichel his attitude was just so poor here and struggling himself that uh, it just wasn't the right fit. But Tage Thompson seems to be a guy that has just exploded onto the scenes. He had a, a yeah. world-class you know, year last year with 38 goals. And I mean, he's got 23 goals in 29 games, JR. Like just what awesome. kind of goal pace, like what kind of, what do you anticipate his you know, I, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Everybody doesn't want it to be a flash in the pan, right? Nobody wants to see it just be a hot streak. I, I want to see this kid continue to score goals and have it be his his mantra, you know. And I think it, a lot depends. I don't, and I'm not I'm sitting here saying, do we need everybody on that team to be healthy? Do we need Alex Tuck to stay healthy? 
for him to keep scoring. Do it. I, I don't know. The kid can play the game and he goes to high scoring areas and he's, he's crafty. You know, he's a big guy. You know, he'll, he'll go to the places that he's going to get opportunities to score. Uh, th- I mean, that's what I see when, when I see him score. So um, I don't know. I want him to see him go, but I don't, I don't think we can answer that question yet. They currently right now have five players, five over a point a game. That's, wow. that's a lot. I yeah, mean, we're is. talking about a team that has struggled immensely, and I mean immensely in in producing uh, points on the board for for many years. But currently, right now, Tage Thompson forty four points in twenty nine games. Rasmus Dahlin, Norris Trophy, uh, you know, Norris Trophy candidate, no question, thirty three points twenty eight games. Jeff Skinner thirty two points twenty seven games. Alex Tuck and Dylan Cousins both have 30 points in 29 games cousins surprises the shit out of me man has he exploded in the last he's uh, he's playing he's playing he's playing out of his mind over his head right now because he's not a point of game guy yes he is no he's not yes he is jr does a heart trophy uh nominee for you have to be on a team that's in the playoffs i was just gonna just you fucking just read my mind pd because when when Riv just said Norris Trophy for Rasmus Dahlin, my next question was, do you have to make the playoffs to be up for Norris Trophy? I don't think so. I, th- th- hey, if you're the best defenseman, you're the best defenseman. Don't, you, can't, you can't rate yeah, but I'm the talking about the heart. In. I'm talking about the heart, and I'm talking about Tage Thompson. I mean, is there a guy well, listen, more valuable well, to his to, team right well, now than Tage to, Thompson? I, I think you have to change, I think you have to change the, the, the way that your vote then if they're voting before the season uh, before the playoffs start um which means the regular season and the mvp is the best the most important player to the team that's how the that's how the the heart trophy reads it's not the best player in the game it's the most important per- player to the team and i don't know why it says that if you're the mvp you're the most valuable player of the league but that, that's not what it says because it's the NHL and you can't go away from your team, right? You got to stay within the team. The best. They need, best, they the need another, they need team. another trophy. Like who they is the a, best player? Who is the best player? Very Mr. easy. McDavid. McDavid. Okay. But who but, is now? Here's the thing. Who is the most valuable player to their team? Is Connor McDavid the most valuable? Like he's the most valuable player on his team. I actually think the most valuable player to the Oilers is Drysaitel. <laughs> to be honest with you, because it allows McDavid to not be alone. And see that, see that, that becomes the debate, right? So the so the 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 Hart Trophy, the definition has got to be changed because there's so many different variables that you could do in it, and and. Shame on the NHL for saying the most valuable to your team. It's not the most valuable to your team. The Hart Trophy goes to the most valuable player in the league. It really is. It really, the wording, like it, why can't it? They should just have an MVP, call it the Gretzky Trophy if you want to. Have the MVP, the most valuable player of the league. By the way, they should, they should change it to the the Gretzky Trophy. They just changed the, the, the basketball to the Michael Jordan Trophy. So why don't they do it in hockey? So like, what's the Michael well, Jordan trophy? It's for the MVP of the league. Really? Yeah. Well, he, he just got a he just got a, a trophy named after him just the day before yesterday. I would imagine it'd be be that, but oh, it could I, be another without one. question. It's the it's it's MVP of the league. I mean, the Michael Jordan trophy, but, absolutely, and it should be the Gretzky but, trophy. I agree. But. So the question does, you said Rasmus Dahlin is going to be a Norris trophy. Do you have to make the playoffs? If you're, if I, I don't think so because I don't like that definition. The most, the most valuable to your team. I think the MVP is the best player in the game. And, and sometimes the best player in the game can't get you to the playoffs, i.e. Connor McDavid. So I mean, there's just so many different ramifications in terms of how a definition of something is. But yes, Riv, I agree. Right now, Rasmus Dalene is definitely is definitely top top three on that Norris Trophy list for sure. When's the last player to score 150 points in the NHL? Is it Mario? Probably Mario or Gretzky or Yager. 
Did Sackick ever score 150? I think he ever scored 150. So I'm going back, and it's it's got to be Yager. We're in the 90s. We're 90, 95, Mario. Hey, man, I asked this question earlier in the year. Can McDavid get 150? And everyone's like, no, he's not going to get 150. I'm like, bullshit, man. I, I said he was going to get 150. I don't think you were on games. the show that day. I'm always very careful with what I say when you're on JR because I don't want you to rip my head off and correct me on something. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would so never I just, do that. I just. I, I just. I just tiptoe. I just tiptoe. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. You do bullshit. Uh, Yager never had 150. He had 149. Terrible. Wow. So who was it, Craig? It had to have been Gretzky, probably it, it, in LA. Well, he had the 169. last person. The last person, and the last person to score 150 points in a season. Is Mary Lemieux in 95 96? He had 161 points. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at players that have scored 150 points. Wayne Gretzky, that's, tw- that's, that's 215. 20. Wayne Gretzky, 212. Wayne Gretzky, 208. Years. Wayne Gretzky, 205. Mary Lemieux, 199. Wayne Gretzky, 196. Wayne Gretzky, 183. Wayne Gretzky, 168. Marilyn Lemieux, 168. Wayne Gretzky, 164. Wayne Gretzky, 163. Mario, 161. And the last person is Bernie Nichols at 150. Wow. So there's there's only one, two, five players in NHL skater. history that have scored 150 points. Why were you hey, asking Gretzky. that, Craig? Do you think are you asking if McDavid's going to do it? Listen, I mean, I think this guy, I think this kid is, I think this kid's going to score 150 points this year. I really yeah. do. Like, I, I look at him last night. And I'm like, no one's close to this guy. He scores four points last night in the game. Leon Dreisaitl had five, by the way, so it overshadowed his four. I mean, this kid is just a freak. Like, I mean, he's on they're actually, pace. They're actually, they're actually both freaks. Both freaks. Connor McDavid is just is just more dynamic on blades. You watch some of the passes that Leon Dreisaitl makes; it's it's unbelievable. Here, here's I, I my here's my only concern, and this is something that comes up in my head. And maybe it shouldn't, and maybe uh, I have no bearing of, of of thinking this. But I I feel if 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 Connor McDavid went to literally any team in the league, okay, I don't even care where it is, Seattle. Just plays for the Seattle. I think that he would be basically the same Connor McDavid as what he is right now. That's what I think. I think he's a point-producing absolute freak. He is literally the best player to play in this game currently right now. He is the face of the National Hockey League. If you trade Leon Dreisaitl, I don't think he's the same player. I don't think that he would generate the same point totals, but I think he would still be he would still be in the top 10. I just don't think he would be number one or number two, which Leon Dreisaitl in the last couple I agree of with years. You. I, I mean, agree he's with you. been right there. I think I agree with you. he would drop. He would still tro- probably be in the top 10, but he mm-hmm. wouldn't be basically like one, one or two, which he's been in the I last totally what, five years. I, I totally agree with you because, right. okay. because I feel Conor better McDavid, about my thought. Then. No, because Connor, Connor McDavid doesn't make Dreisaitl that much better. Or it does make it that much better, but Dreisaitl makes Connor McDavid that much better. Well, it makes it the, easier the, for him to dominate, that's for well, sure. Well, the, the, the ability for them, when they do play together, to be able to find each other and put the puck on each other's sticks because they are, they are that smart that they know when they can pass it, their accuracy of passing it, their ability to put it through very tight areas and get each other the puck. If dry saddle's not there, Connor McDavid does not get the puck in some of the some of the most key situations. Yeah, that allows him to score. I totally agree with you on that aspect. Yeah, Riff. and I'm and not taking anything thing. away from dry saddle. No, I think the guy is not. literally absolutely. one of the absolutely. greatest players. Like he would have absolutely. to be in absolutely. the top ten players, greatest players in this game. I just absolutely. think just, that his point totals would drop off a little bit. You just complimented Drysaddle, and probably the best compliment you can give him because he doesn't get that kind of respect around the league because it's all Connor McDavid. That's right. But I totally agree. I totally agree with you. Tell you what we can get into. Toronto. Ever since, though, ever since that I said, get rid of 
Sheldon Keith. Uh, how many games have they lost? Two, maybe. Since since I said that, well, they heard that Sheldon Keith like, right now like, is up for the Jack that. Adams man. Petey and I shit on this guy for two weeks, two weeks oh. straight. We're shitting, like, we're shitting on Toronto. We're shitting on Mickey Marner. We're shitting on Austin Matthews. We're shitting, shitting on Kyle Dubas. Dubas. And yeah, but listen, listen. We at the time, like, I, like I look like a donkey for saying it because this team has come on. But at the time, we were right. At the time, we were right because at the time, Matthews wasn't scoring. Marner wasn't scoring. I don't even know if if Tavares was even playing. He was on the ice, but I don't know if he was playing. Then all of a sudden. Matthew starts scoring. Marner goes. No, on no, 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 no. Jr. Let's give the credit where credit yeah. is due. Who put this team on their back and in one game single-handedly turned the season around? Who was it? Probably. Are you thinking Tavares? Yes, damn right I am. Okay. When when was that? Because when we were calling for, what is? Tell me what Tavares's points were. In the first 10 games of the season. They were good. Tavares. I think he had like uh, 10 or 11 points. Three, four, five. In his first five games, he had six points. Sorry, five points. How many goals? He had one goal, five points in five games. Okay. How many goals? How many goals after 10? One, two, four. Four goals after 10. So, So I guess that's average. He had... Yeah, two, three, four, five. Six. In the game against Philadelphia Flyers on November 2nd, it's probably about three weeks into the season. John Tavares scored three goals and added an assist for four points. And that's when that team took what was off. The record at, what, what, what was the record at that time? JR, you're asking far too many questions that we don't have. I right know, now. but it's it's if we're going to have this debate, it's, it's important of where they were at the time. Because at, at some point, they were... They were losing, they were under 500, right? So they were 11 games into the season. Yeah. That's um, when we were, that, that's when we were talking about. Yes. They're under, they're under 500. They had just lost to like the Coyotes at home. They lost. Yep. Others at they home. lost. A, they, they lost like, all those games on the road trip. They lost Vegas, yep. San Jose. They, went, LA, they, lost and a, they lost a California tour, which you said they can't lose. And I said, they can lose. And they did lose. And they were under 500. And that's when we were talking about Keith, you know, being gone. And, and Tavares upped his game even more so than maybe he was in the beginning because, and more consistent. So I don't know when he scored that hat trick or got that four goal, four point game. If it was after game 11 or before game 11, but once well, you know were, what they have now, they seem to have found some goaltending there in Toronto with Murray and Sam Sonoff. You know, three shutouts in their last four games, with and they mixed in there. They had a five-four win over Calgary. So, you know, uh, maybe this is the year for the Leafs. Maybe this. Hey, is I, the... I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. But we'll see. I mean, but you in eleven it, games, Jr. They were six, four, and two. Okay. Then we were shitting what, on them. That's twelve games. Yeah, but that's. Well, I added it in that Tavares game, I think. Okay. Were they under five? When were they under five hundred? Early. Or were they never under five hundred? They had to be. No, no, they like right from the start of the season. I was thinking thinking that they were like super terrible, but Toronto has such a high standard. Toronto has been one of the top five teams the last five years. Yes, we expect more from them. And losing all four game, all three games in California probably put a real. Interesting um, notion on our brains, but hey, listen, I'm glad I'm glad they're playing great. I'm glad Marner's playing great. I'm glad I'm glad our our boy Austin's playing great and Tavares is playing great. I love John Tavares. You guys ever talk to John Tavares? One of the nicest, greatest guys ever. Like awesome. He's like, but anyway, um, and his uncle John is the Wayne Gretzky the and Gordy Howe of lacrosse. 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 He is. Uh, but they're in, but they're in a they're in the division they're in a in a in an area that they have the best team to go through right and that's the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins are a sick yeah. sick hockey team. But remember I sick. remember I I I spoke about 
you know, the Montreal or the Buffalo Sabres, how they had five players that were over a point a game. Mm -hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs right now have four players over a point a game. Four. You know, the leading scorer on the team is Mitch Marner with 20 or 12 goals and 37 points, where Tage Thompson right now has 23 goals and 44 points. And is you, the drop you, off less though after the top four guys. I mean, I mean you have is, Michael Bunting at 21 points, Morgan Riley at 16, 14, 13, 11, 9, 9. Like the point totals for Buffalo are extremely good. They are they are one of the top scoring teams in the National Hockey League. They could be number one right now. That being said. You don't win with goals. You win with defense. You win with great goaltending. You win with a great defensive system. And then you, you're going to allow your offensive talent to take over. And right now, when you look at Buffalo, you know, when they were missing, when they were missing Yoki Haru and Samuelson, the team went for a big shit because no one could defend. And right now those guys are back and it's a completely different team. Hey, the last, the last, I, I'm going to go, let's just go to the last five games. What were the scores of Buffalo for the last five games? Just scores. Uh, and wins and losses. Six, nothing win last night. Okay. Three, uh, three, one loss to Pittsburgh. Three, one loss to Pittsburgh. They had an overtime loss. Four, to three loss to Pittsburgh in overtime. A nine, four spanking over Columbus. And a six-three win over San Jose. So it is. It's, it's like it's like it's like feast or famine is what you're saying. And is is three the is three games the the least that they oh no they had a shutout right, but it's three they've let up three goals four goals. So it is. It's, it's, like, it's almost it's, like you know you sit there and say how many teams in the league right now? How many teams in the league had an eight-game losing streak? And you say to yourself, well, you know, what if, what if the Buffalo Sabres, you know, maybe didn't, you know, just shit the bed in, in those four games and went 500. Well, that's eight points right there. Right. If they would have went 500 in those, in those eight games that they lost and won four and lost four, then you ask yourself where they sit in the standings then. You would be adding basically just eight points on to what they currently have. And I don't know where that puts them. I don't know if that puts them in a playoff position or it not. It does. I don't know. I think I think what you said, Riv, is really important. It's a defense. You win with defense. And if you're in the National Hockey League and if you're a team, if you're a coach, right? And I don't know if – I can't remember when we played if that was kind of – if this is kind of the, the three goals a game was kind of the, the line that you tried to stay under, right? If you let up less than three goals a game – you, you should win the hockey game, right? It's three. If you if someone's scoring more, three or more goals, it's going to be a toss up. So, and I don't know how many times Buffalo has got had more than three goals scored against them in the, in the season. If you look for Boston, like Boston, how many times has, has Boston been scored on more than three times? And you know, so when teams start looking at their defense. Do they sit there and say, "Okay, boys, we gotta we gotta shut this down. We gotta we gotta keep them to to three or under and have a chance to win?" Because you don't want to get into a track meet with some of these teams, but Buffalo can go into a track meet. But why do that? And that defensive aspect. I mean, with the exception of last game, Jr. With the exception of last game, uh, the Sabers won six nothing. They've let in three, four, four, three, four. Four, five, three, two, two, five, four, five. Okay, when they scored, when they here's, when they here's in, your when answer, they, when Jr. They, when they, hold on, when they here's let your in answer. Two goals when they let in two goals, did they win? Yes, like they beat St. Louis. They beat Montreal. So that that becomes my point. Okay, if if your team, you're going into a game and you're thinking defensively, let's shut this down. Let's keep this team below three. We're probably going to win the hockey game, which because you have that many goals over three. You're you're diminishing your opportunities to win, and become so hard for a struggling team to win hockey games. If you're letting up four and five goals a game, even three sometimes, you know, 
So Riv, I totally agree with your with your point. You see what I'm so, trying to get at? You said how many games does the Buffalo Sabres out of their first 29 games this year? Mm-hmm. How many games have they allowed three goals? And right. the answer is 23. Holy shit. You're not going that's you're 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 playing with Absolute, fire, man. That's insane. Insane. That's it, you know that's a recipe for disaster. You as a team, you have to. I don't care how much you score. You you got you can't get into track meets every single night. It becomes too too exhausting. And it's you got to be that less that. concerning to you because of the Sabers' age. You got, you know, JJ Paterka's 20. You got Jack Quinn's 21. You've got Dylan Cousins, who's 21. Your top four defense and in Samuelson, Darlene, Power, Yoki Haru are all under the age of 22. I don't know, but like maybe. But if I'm if I'm Granado, I'm I'm sitting in practices right now working on working on our team's mental defense attitude. I I I am. I think a lot of people want to blame the goaltending too. And I, 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 you know, it'd be nice to have a bona fide number one here, but at the same time, with the exception of last night, I do think, and maybe last night was the start of it. I think that the team has had a long way to go playing in the defensive zone. And it's a great point. You know, it's like you can ask for all the goaltending you want, but when, you know, you're letting in backdoor goals and guys unprotected and, you know, you're sleep. You're sleeping because you're puck watching. You know, those are those are also recipes for disaster, and that those are areas where, you know, I think that's where the coach has true. to so let me, has I, to change that I, system. Yeah, I don't mean mindset. to go back and, and I don't mean to go back and harp on it, but Riv, um, Boston Bruins, because they're the the best team in the league right now. Um, how many how many games this year have they given up three or more? And I'm sure I'm sure they've. A, a bunch, but I mean, 23 for Buffalo is unbelievable. But if you look at Boston, I mean, what, maybe 10 or 11 games where they've let up three or more? They have, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what they've let from right from the start of the year. Uh, two, they won a six, three. They no, won just, a five. Just say, just, just, no, just say the, how many goals they let up. How many goals they, they let in? Yeah. Two, three, three. Seven one three one one zero five two two one 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 two one one three five two one one four. That's crazy. Zero. That's why. That's why they're sitting. Okay, so right you now. Know, right now, there's right now. There's only there's only eight. That's only eight games. You and you've just rattled off like. 20 some odd games. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the difference in this game, man, right now is a team that can, that can, that can hold on to that defensive end better than anybody, but still could, like Nebraska score and Pasternak score and Bergeron score and they're getting it, Coyle score and they're getting it from everything. But anyway, I don't know. It's just a, it was a good point by you. That's what Buffalo needs to do, man. They need to, they need to, they do need a goaltender, Petey. Great, great point. Because goal, when you have a bad goaltender or a goaltender that doesn't make that save that makes your team confident in front of you, you panic every time it comes into the zone and you play a different style of game. If they had a goaltender that they could count on to make that big, big save in a key situation and didn't have a demoralizing bench buster goal, you know that game when you're in a close game and you have the stupid goal that goes in and the whole bench just goes, God fucking damn it. Right? And just depletes the whole attitude yeah. on the ice well they and do they have, have that guy the problem is he's like 40 it's <laughs> 41 actually. 41 you know craig anderson when he plays in the net whether it was last year jr i mean this team yeah. is completely different when that man is in the net and he he's been a number one goaltender in this league for like i don't know 15 years okay and when he's in there he's calm He's he's you can tell that he is an uh, uh, an upper echelon goaltender, but I mean, he's 41 years old. I mean, where is the goaltending? And I listen, I mean, you could sit there and shoot your eyes down the road at uh, Devin Levi, who's like, what, 20 years old and he's, you know, playing exceptionally well in D1, but he's he's years away from being a factor 
in a game each and every night in the NHL. And let me just God add damn, this. God, my, God damn it. You, God damn it. You know, your players, Riv. you do your homework, man. You even know the players in D1. Holy he shit. doesn't know it. He just, he has, everybody a, a knows fast, this kid, JR. Like searcher. he got traded. They, he got traded for Sam Reinhart. Okay. And everybody, when that trade went down, basically my job dropped. I was like, you shitting me right now that we traded for a six foot goaltender, barely six feet. I don't even know this kid. I looked at his statistics two years before that he was playing in a junior tier two junior a league in Canada. And now all of a sudden we trade for him for Sam Reinhardt, who's scoring multiple, but he was also the world junior MVP for team Canada. deal. So is Manny legacy, right? Like big Jesus. Let's order the rings on Manny legacy and his friggin' five ten stature. But Listen, hey, I mean, they the kid, still the kid had... two years later, Jr. The kid is absolutely shredding it. Well, let's hope he comes gets gets there soon because they're going to need it. They still in a six nothing win. They still needed Craig Anderson to show up and make forty saves. So yeah. that's asking a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, he still had to make forty saves. Jr. Unbelievable stuff today, man. That was Good. fun. Good show. Have fun boys. in Chicago. Hey, and reminder. Yeah, Whiskey in the Wild, baby, whiskeyandwild.com. It's a great gift for Christmas time. Trust me. Thanks, boys. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at CraigRivet52, at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.